We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NFL sent a memo to all 32 clubs reminding them about rules surrounding free agency as the new league year approaches next week. Yeah, and Sarah, that memo brought to light a little-known rule that, when combined with others, could have major ramifications on whether Lamar Jackson plays in Baltimore this upcoming season. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Friday, March 10th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So Eric DaCosta made his first trade of the offseason by dealing safety Chuck Clark to the New York Jets in exchange for a future seventh-round draft selection. I'll break down the significance of that move just ahead. Plus, two former Ravens in Zardarius Smith and Hollywood Brown, well, they find themselves in sticky situations. Yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So I know we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, Sarah, because teams haven't even been able to reach out to Lamar Jackson yet. But the more that comes to light about the NFL market, the more it seems like he's got a pretty dang good chance of potentially returning to the Ravens next year. And Bobby, we've said this before, but all it takes is for one team to blow all of this up. But here's the thing. The NFL sent a memo to all 32 teams Thursday, and this memo reminded them of a rule that I know we didn't know, and judging by lots of Baltimore media's reactions on Twitter, it was a surprise to them, too. And when you add this little-known rule to a couple of other factors, then signs are definitely pointing to Lamar Jackson playing in purple and black in 2023. So let me break this down. I'll break it down into three major factors that are working against Lamar. Number one, other free agents will get a three-day head start over Lamar in free agency. Number two, a very, very select few teams have the cap space to offer a deal that Baltimore can't match. And number three, and of those select few who have that cap flexibility, they are majorly disincentivized to even attempt to make an offer to Lamar. All right. So yeah, this has the makings of something kind of compelling here, but Let's begin with why exactly Lamar will get a delayed start to the market compared to other free agents. What do you got there? Okay, this is where this previously mysterious rule comes into play. 
Monday marks the first day of legal tampering. Okay, that means that while no deals can officially be signed before the new league year at 4 p.m. on Wednesday, negotiating with pending free agents can begin Monday at 12 a.m. So that's almost three days. But the NFL reminded teams that that rule only applies to unrestricted free agents. Nobody can reach out to tagged players like Lamar until Wednesday afternoon. Which really hurts any potential suitors for Lamar. I mean, they'd have to refrain from spending any cap dollars when the market's the hottest. That's quite the risk if they pass on any other free agents just for a chance to talk to Lamar with no assurance that they can pry him away. Meanwhile, once Lamar becomes available, Sarah, lots of teams may have already spent precious cap space. So it is a predicament. Yeah, exactly. So meanwhile, Bobby, this takes us to the second factor that is working against Lamar, and that's that there's really only a handful of teams that could even afford making him an offer sheet, and that's if they decide to take the risk of waiting. So why is it that only a handful of teams can afford it? I mean, it's not every day that a top 10 former MVP quarterback hits the market in his prime, right? I mean, you would think this is the type of guy you have to make room for. Yeah, no doubt, but... Because we all know, we've been saying this for quite some time on on this show, we know Lamar is worth more than two first-round picks, and that's all the Ravens would get if another team lured him away. So, because of that, it is widely assumed that Baltimore really is prepared to match almost any offer that he may get. And as we discussed on yesterday's show, nobody wants to do the Ravens' work for them. Nobody wants to be viewed as the team that helped Baltimore and Lamar solve their two-year standoff. So if they're going to send Lamar an offer sheet, teams have to be absolutely certain that the Ravens can't match it. And the way to do that is to majorly front-load a deal. So Jason Fitzgerald, who is the founder of Over the Cap and does nothing but study team salary cap situations, he says an offer would need to be front-loaded that would have a cap charge that, get this, exceeds 80 to 90 million in the first year alone. That's just flat out crazy money. 90 million would be 40% of the cap, and that's just straight up unheard of. I mean, Patrick Mahomes just set a new record for a team that won a Super Bowl with one player taking up just over 17%. Prior to him, the highest was 12.4% with Tom Brady. So, I mean, astronomical. Yeah, and that's why very few teams have the 2023 cap space to even try to attempt something like that. So according to Fitzgerald, after looking around the league, only the Atlanta Falcons, Houston Texans, Chicago Bears, Indianapolis Colts, and the Las Vegas Raiders could even potentially pull it off with the cap space that they have. But obviously, the Bears aren't in the market for a quarterback, and the Falcons are reportedly not going to pursue Lamar, though. I'll believe that when I see it. So all of a sudden, that really narrows down Lamar's potential market, but there's still a third and final factor we haven't gotten to yet, Sarah. So what else is going against him? Okay, so the last thing is that of these few teams that we just named that could even have the cap flexibility, these remaining teams are majorly disincentivized to even take a shot at Lamar. Oh, I already said they have to wait three days to talk to him, right? But then once they do talk to him, it takes time to negotiate. And then once they actually make an offer, the Ravens have five days to decide whether they will match it. So let's be gracious here. And let's say that Lamar and this interested team are able to strike a deal within a single day. That means at bare minimum, 
That interested team must wait eight days starting from the legal tampering period until they find out if the Ravens will match. Bobby, that's quite the gamble with 80 to 90 million cap dollars just sitting there and waiting while other teams just go and start plucking off all the best free agents out there and none of these teams will be able to spend money because they're waiting for to see if the Ravens will match. Well, now we know why Tony Jefferson was so confident when he immediately tweeted after the tag, right? One that read, quote, Lamar will be a Raven. They'll let the market dictate his contract. I also believe they'll match any offer he accepts. Two first-round picks are simply not enough to replace his rare talent and his value to the franchise, close quote. TJ was all over this from the jump. He sure was, and he does seem to be right, but I'll just repeat it again, Bobby. It only takes one team to blow everyone up, somebody who might be sly, who knows what's coming. So now that we've put this prediction out there, we're sh- we'll surely be wrong. But even if it doesn't say like we are right, all of this wouldn't matter if Lamar chooses to hold out anyway. But hey, that's a discussion for another day. Still to come here on The Vault, though, after six seasons with the Ravens, former sixth-round draft pick Chuck Clark is on his way out of Baltimore. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Bobby, Ravens safety Chuck Clark, it's hurts to say it, he is now a New York Jet. He's going his way there after six seasons in Baltimore. What was your reaction to the move? Yeah, I mean, Sarah, for starters, I obviously wasn't surprised. I don't think you were either, given what we've covered in recent weeks and also given Baltimore's cap space limitations with Lamar Jackson now on the franchise tag combined with how deep the Ravens are at safety. I mean, all of this... Given that, right, knowing that, it was almost a foregone conclusion. You then add in the fact that Chuck himself asked for a trade last offseason after the Ravens made a free agency splash on Marcus Williams and then used their 14th overall selection 
on Kyle Hamilton. It, it was inevitable. It was inevitable. I knew it was coming, but I still admire the way Chuck handled himself and his business after he requested a trade and it wasn't either granted or just fell through, didn't happen. So not only did he hold his head high with the media, but Bobby, he didn't miss a single defensive snap all season long. Here he was addressing things at the start of training camp just last summer. I just felt the situation that I was in, um, how things were going. You know, of course, yeah, I did ask, can I get it out of here? And so I felt like that didn't happen. And um, I wasn't just going to give away my spot, you know, given with other people that are around me, I'm not going to give away my spot. I'm going if it's going if I'm going to not be a starter, it's going to have to get taken from me, you know, at the end of the day. So that's just how I felt. And at the end of the day, I'm going to work and I'm going to show up and do what I got to do. Yeah. And Sarah, Chuck stood by his word and basically demanded that Baltimore's coaching staff embrace a three safety philosophy alongside Hamilton and Williams. And that was solely based on his solid play and defensive leadership. It's admirable indeed. I'm with you there. All right. Well, we're going to have to all suck it up and accept it. So let's move forward. How does this move affect the cap? And what did the Ravens receive in return? So they saved just over $4 million, $4.14 million to be exact in cap space. And according to salary cap analyst Brian McFarland, who we've had on the show before, had he been released, the savings would have been about 600000 less or so since some of his base salary was guaranteed. And just for some perspective, as the new league year approaches next week, Baltimore entered the day, entered Thursday, needing to create about $9 million in cap space to be cap compliant by March 15th at 4 p.m. So to answer your second question, the Ravens got a 2024 seventh round pick in return, which I know there's been some reaction about. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of messages from Ravens fans complaining about that return not being enough. Uh, What do you think about it? Well, I mean, look, he's certainly been worth a lot more than that to the Ravens, right? Over his six seasons, he played 96 games, started in 63 of those games. And honestly, he transformed himself from a core special teamer into a reliable, durable, and hard-hitting defensive signal caller. Now, that said... After Eric DaCosta in the front office attempted to trade him last year, the market wasn't offering much, so they opted for the trade to open up some cap space. I know not a ton in the grand scheme of things, especially when your quarterback is taken up north of $32 million on the non-exclusive tag, but they did add to their 2024 draft board too. And Sarah, before we jump to topic three, I just wanted to finish with this. You know, During my first couple of months working for the Ravens radio stations right here in Baltimore back in 2019, I volunteered at Hartford Heights Elementary and was paired with Chuck for the day. And I honestly just wish him nothing but the best. He's a mild-mannered, family-oriented kind of guy who he's really had to work for everything he's earned in the NFL. And don't forget this, too. Chuck was Baltimore's nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award this past season. So, you know, charity and giving back and and philanthropy means a lot to him. And I know he's going to bring all that and more to the Meadowlands. All right, Sarah, we've got, I'd say, some relevant news on two former Ravens. So why don't you first catch us up to speed on Zadarius Smith? All right, well, Zadarius is definitely coming across as a guy that can't make up his mind. Now, you'll remember last offseason, he initially agreed to a deal with the Ravens, but wound up signing a three-year deal with Minnesota Vikings instead after backing out of that agreement with Baltimore. 
Now, he did have a pretty good season up in Minnesota, notching 44 tackles, 10 sacks, double digits there, 24 quarterback hits, and a forced fumble in 16 starts. But he did start to fall off during the back half of the season. Okay, so after just one year, Zardarius has officially asked to be released from the Vikings. And Sarah, like, he's already acting like the Vikings have acquiesced. I saw that he tweeted the following, quote, I just want to say thank you to Skull Nation for an amazing season and experience. Thank you to all of my teammates, coaches, and the entire Minnesota Vikings organization, close quote. Like, what? He's he's gone, Bobby. Not only that, but Star Tribune's Ben Gosling, he reported that Zardarius has already sold his house in Minnesota, and he did that earlier this month with the belief that he'd be playing elsewhere next season. And Gosling added... However, this is kind of big, that the Vikings have no plans to release him as of now. Now, if they did, it would free up $12.1 million in cap space. I'm just going to go ahead and say what probably some of you are thinking out there. Is he regretting his decision to back out on the agreement with Baltimore? Oh, conversation for another day. It sounds like a sticky situation. And speaking of those, former Ravens wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown found himself in his own on uh, Twitter Thursday night. Yeah, he sure did, because Marquise got after his offensive lineman, Kelvin Beacom, for publicly saying that he thinks quarterback Kyler Murray needs to grow up. So Marquise came to his QB's aid, and he tweeted in response that it's wrong to say what his O-lineman said on a podcast or on Twitter. He says, hey, we have each other's phone numbers and could talk it out privately. Wait a second here. Isn't this the same dude who used Twitter to publicly call out Greg Roman a few years ago with the infamous tweet, right? What's the point of having soldiers if you never use them? Like, hypocritical much? (laughs) Bobby, that's what plenty of Ravens fans have accused him of. And he says it's different because he tried to address it internally first before going public. And apparently, Beacom didn't do that. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with something we all expected. The Ravens haven't been awarded with any compensatory selections ahead of next month's NFL draft. Baltimore currently has five draft picks, which would be its lowest since 1999. And the team, by the way, has secured a league-high 55 compensatory picks since the system was put in place. Elsewhere, free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is set to hold a workout later today. That's Friday in Arizona. OBJ is now more than 13 months removed from ACL reconstruction, and he's available to be signed at any point in time from here on out. And finally, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, there is a real possibility that the Vikings and Adam Thielen will part ways in the coming days, which would allow the two-time Pro Bowl wide receiver to become a free agent. The two sides will talk in the coming days, but his time in Minnesota could be coming to an end, according to Adam Schefter's sources. Thank you for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you know, we've been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation, and 
With your membership support, you'll help us to keep churning out Daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout-out to two of our returning patrons, Patrick York and Sarah Kendall. Patrick and Sarah have signed up for our monthly mailbag and monthly shout-out membership tiers, respectively. We appreciate them, and thank you guys for believing in what we're building. And, you know, we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But we'll be back on Saturday morning with our weekend wrap episode, which is our best of from the crazy week that was in Baltimore.